BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yep. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. What's up, Dream Builder? We are back again, and we got an episode today that I'm excited to bring to you because we're going to talk about all things entrepreneurship, mindset, and just scaling your life. So without further ado, please help me in welcoming my brother, Mr. Rob Moore, to the show. Rob, you want to go ahead and say what's up to Dream Nation? What's up, Dream Nation? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the way that I always love to start off the show is I love to talk about us as entrepreneurs and compare them to superheroes. And the reason being is because we're constantly flying around the world. We're putting on a cape and we're trying to solve some of the world's biggest problems. And so for you, I know that that's something that you've been doing now, most notably on Clubhouse. Uh, but the one thing that we all know, if anybody who's seen you or heard you, they might see you as some type of Superman, right? You're a superhero, Superman. They see the S on the chest. But a lot of the times they don't know who that Clark Kent is on the backside. So outside of everything for what people see on social media, YouTube, Clubhouse, behind the scenes, tell us who is that Clark Kent when it comes to Rob Moore? Um, well, really, what I am is a recovering fat kid who's still trying to get noticed and appreciated and feels useful and valuable. So when I was 10, 11, I was the fattest kid in my school. And when you're the second fattest kid, no one really takes, as we say in England, the piss out of you because all the butt of the jokes are on the fattest kid. So I felt very ostracized, alone, out of the group, always trying to, you know, avoid conflict and create friendships and ins so people would like me and notice me. And, uh, you know, whether it was the, the popular guys or the sports guys, or even when we got into girls, 
I was always a bit on the outside and there was a lot of emotional um, bullying, but a lot, half of it was in my head as well as it being in reality. Uh, and uh, I mean, look, I'm 42 now and I've built an eight figure a year, nine figures training company in the UK called Progressive, Progressive Property Success, Business, Personal Development. I've written 18 books. Uh, my last one, Opportunity, just came out. I have a podcast called The Disruptive Entrepreneur, which has 750 episodes. I just in interviewed Floyd Mayweather. Um, no, it's just under 700 episodes, but it's a lot. I interviewed 15 billionaires and some of the most amazing, famous people on the planet. Um, I have 990 properties in my real estate portfolio of ownership, management and development. Uh, one business of the year, 2016, one of our companies, I've got the, the world record for the longest public speech and it will never be enough. And I don't feel in any way accomplished. And even as I say those things, I just feel like I've got so much more to do. And like, that's just nothing compared to what I'm supposed to do or, you know, maybe what other billionaires or the world's greatest leaders and entrepreneurs um, have done. And I think that's because I'm still trying to get the recognition and the praise and the approval and the respect and feeling useful and valuable. Cause even though I lost all the weight, I never lost those needs to be, you know, I don't know if anyone will be watching the, the recording of this, but I've got this rather SM looking McQueen yeah. jacket. I, I wear clothes to get noticed. I have a 350,000 pound Lamborghini have really expensive watches. Um, and, and, you know, I'm just being honest with you here because most people wouldn't admit this, but it's just so that people will notice me and think I'm useful and valuable and, you know, I'm worthy of being included. And I've had a lot of therapy on that in my late 30s. And, you know, I did a lot of personal development in my uh, late 20s and 30s. And I guess the difference between me now and the fat kid back then was obviously I've lost the weight. But I guess I just don't hate myself anymore for that. I guess I just know that that's part of who I am. And, you know, you shared your story to me before you we went live and you've had all sorts of trauma and hardship and difficulty and pain. And you've turned that into inspiring people through, you know, your work and getting people to dream more and to dream bigger and to never stop believing and to, you know, we even though we all have great challenges and hardships and what you've done is you've turned that pain into gain you've turned that pain into a mission into a message to inspire the masses with your work and that's what I'm doing the same thing and that's why I'll never rest that's why I don't have days off that's why I'll just keep going until I'm 100 that's why it will never be enough that's why I write 100 books and you know that's that, that's sometimes a bit of a a chase that you know there's some pain there it's still motivated by pain sometimes but that's real and that's my story and that's the honest answer no i love it man i appreciate you for sharing my brother first off because obviously that takes courage to even be where you are now and and now you you've made it in in a sense right because you're comfortable with like you said who you are and you're not hating yourself so it could be so easy to not share the past times, right? And say, but look at me now. But you started off with letting people know that, hey, I'm no different than you, right? I'm just as vulnerable as anybody else. And it can all be taking, I'm doing this right now because 
yes, I think for a lot of people, they all feel the same way, right? We all want to be noticed. We all want re recognition. I think it's one of the highest forms of humanity, right? When you can feel appreciated. Let me ask you, at what point did it change for you? Like, was there a turning point? Because as a kid, if you're being bullied in any sort, whether you're fat, whether you have a, a disease or whatever it is, and I remember through going through cancer and I share this, you know, not as, as often as I probably should, but I remember when I was, and I was 15 years old at this time, well, you know, 15 year olds, they can be cruel. And, and I had a port in my chest, which meant that I couldn't play sports anymore. So they're like, hey, you better shut up or I knocked that port out of your chest. And obviously I had to have thick skin because I couldn't let people know that that really bothered me, but it did. But at what point for you did you decide to make a decision that you were no longer going to be a victim and you were going to change your life around to be the victor, at least for yourself? I think there were two, two stages in, in my life. One was um, I used to go to boarding school in the UK. Boarding school is where you, um, you, know, you, you live at the school and you stay overnight at the school all week. And I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And I used to phone my mum every weekend and beg her to let me leave and to cry on the phone to her every weekend. And she'll oh, see what we can do. I'll talk to your dad. And oh, but don't tell dad. Don't tell dad how I am. Just, you know, just try and convince him a different way. And it's about two years worth of this. And I managed to convince my mum and dad to, to let me leave the school. And there were in, in the schools I were at, there was a long summer holiday. It was nine weeks. And I lost all the weight. I lost all the way in nine weeks. I lost three stone. So, um, you so know, where, did they send you to boarding school? So you would basically learn discipline to then lose the weight or what was the reason why they sent you to boarding school? Well, just because they lived quite far away from the school and it was quite difficult for them. And they had both had, you know, like a business that took a lot of hours. Um, so yeah. And I lost what for over um, nearly forty-five pounds in nine weeks, uh, and so that taught me that I could do anything I wanted to put my mind to. But it didn't. I didn't lose the feelings. I didn't all of a sudden become a confident person because girls started to notice me and guys didn't take the piss out of me. Um, and then the second day was December the 15th, 2005, when my dad had his huge nervous breakdown in his pub and the police beat him up in front of a load of the customers outside the front, in front of my mum and my sister and me. And they put they sectioned him and put him in Ward 5 of the hospital, which is the mental institution here in Peterborough. And um, this was, what, 16 years ago. But my dad's still in and out of, you know, of good sane mind and up and down and high and low and heavily medicated. And it's kind of, um, it's been hard, harder for my mum than me, but hard enough. But that day, December the 15th, 2005, when I was still living in his pub, I was 25 years old. I was working for him. I was earning no, no money. I was living off my parents. Basically I was complacent. I was lazy. I didn't like rich people. I didn't like successful people. I was bitter. I felt everyone else was lucky. I felt I'd been dealt a, a bad hand. And, and on that day, everything changed. And over the process of a week, I met my business partner, who I'm still business partners with today. You know, all of the property units I told you about that we own, co-own and manage together. I've done them all, no money down, none of my own money down anyway. Um, and we built everything from scratch. I was never given a handout. I never had any money to start. I started in debt. 
and I guess that really motivates me. I was, I'm fortunate enough to have been able to retire my parents and get, get them a house and get them a car and send them around the world on holidays if and when they can and want to go and give them work if and when they need it. Um, so th those two moments in my life were the biggest drivers of change. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't just want my whole life to be driven by pain. I don't, you know, I don't live in pain all day, every day, but I'm driven by not wanting to go back to those places. But I, I, I set up a foundation a few years ago. So I wrote the UK's best-selling book on money. It's called Money. No more, make more, give more. And when I did that, I launched a foundation and I studied loads of billionaires through a 10-year research project on money. And um, one of the things I noticed with billionaires is they many of them set up foundations, but the average age is like 60. So I set one up at 37 because I wanted to be younger and disruptive and I wanted to do meaningful things from an early age. Or I wasn't a billionaire then, but I can still set up my foundation. And, you know, we've done many hundred thousand plus raises and I hold the, the record for the highest raise for the on the rise board member of the Prince's Trust here in the UK. Um, so that also drives me now. What drives me now is to help as many people on this planet start to scale their business and get a better financial education. And that's why I spend every day on Clubhouse and that's why I'm on all the social channels. And that's why every day I want to reach more people because I've got a billion people to help in my life or two billion people to help. So there's much work to be done. <laughs> right. Facts. No, I love it, man. I love it. And I think somebody right now, right, they can relate to your story and they can understand that we all come from pain. But just like you said, like, I don't want my life to be about pain, but I just want to know the feeling of never having to go back there to know that I had the choice to change things. Because in the beginning, if you're born into, you know, poverty or whatever it might be, you don't have to stay there, right? You don't have to stay there. You just have to build relationships and get the knowledge and the information. And that's what it sounds like you did starting in your 20s and obviously that's where you are that's why you are where you are you know 20 15 years later and so let me ask when at one point did you start getting into real estate uh and why why real estate out of all things because it seems like you you could have done anything so 2016 uh december the 15th 2005 so sorry 2006 not 2016 2006. yeah i was gonna say you got 990 units in yeah, no, no. <laughs> um so december the 15th 2005 i told you what happened with my dad a week later i went down to a property networking event locally in peterborough because my gallery owner who was hanging some of my part-time art at the time kept telling me i should go my dad kept telling me i should get into property or real estate as you say in america um, and I just, nah, I can't afford it. It's too expensive. I haven't got any money. You know, real estate investors are greedy, arrogant anyway. Uh, just dismiss, 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 dismiss. And then when, with what happened with my dad, I was just like, give me anything. Give me anything. I'll try anything. Go, you know, an opportunity to make money, an opportunity to start a business, an opportunity to learn from someone, I'm in. And so I went to this networking event and I met my business partner there on that evening. And we forged a friendship over a few months. We were... Um, he helped me get a job in a property sourcing company and locally. And I was prepared to work for free just to get the, the knowledge. But um, they gave me minimum wage, but they gave me 500 pound commission for property sale. I didn't know how to sell. So I started doing all the sales audios, Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, you know, Jim Rohn, um, all of that lot, just gobbled them all up, um, learned to sell on the job. So in that year I did, I did a, uh, um, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of commissions yeah. or whether rather, 
worth of fees that I sold properties for. My share of that got me out of debt and got me up to nearly six, a six figure earner. Um, and then um, in the background, evenings and weekends, me and my business partner, Mark, have been out viewing uh, properties with estate agents. We call them estate agents here, so realtors. Uh, and we we bought 20 properties for ourselves in that year or with his money or his mum's money or his stepdad's money. Um, and the reason he went in halves equity with me and half ownership is because I got him into personal development. I got him running. I got him positive, thinking positively. I got him out meeting girls. I mean, in fact, um, I went up to talk to a group of girls because I like what happened with my dad just completely rewrote my life. I remembered I was confident. I remembered I had stuff about me that was that people liked. I remembered I was useful and worth something. So when we'd go out, I'd just go up and talk to groups of girls, just, you know, just to talk to them. And uh, we, I went up to this group of girls and started talking to them. And Mark's still married to one of them. So I even introduced him to his wife. So, you know, he's obviously really happy about that. So I added a lot of value to him in other areas. And so he put money down and and, and he let me in on half of the, the share. And, you know, Did now you we have find a, the deals. We, we, like, were you the, were you bringing the deals? He was bringing the money. Um, we were both. We were both looking for the deals. Got it. So in 2006, we were both out evenings and weekends with the estate agents going and viewing properties, finding the deals. Got and it. so we got about 20 uh, in. We started our own company. So we left that property sourcing company in 06 and we started progressive property January 07. And then we started sourcing for ourselves. We'd already got 20, but we started full-time sourcing for ourselves and then sourcing for other people as well. So selling deals onto others. We call it deal packaging. And we bought another 30 that year. And in that year, we divided up roles and responsibilities because in the first year, we were just doing everything together. We were going out together. We were sourcing properties together. We were going to courses together. You know, the Tony Robbins events, we were going together and all that. And it was great and it was fun for a year. But then when we wanted to grow a real business, we needed to delineate roles and responsibilities so we would avoided duplication. So, so Mark carried on with the sourcing, the finance, the management, et cetera. And I did sales and marketing and brand. And we sort of separated up that way. And I built the training company and he carried on developing all the property portfolio. Um, and yeah, we have uh, quite a few companies now and we sort of share the responsibilities between us. Got it. No, I, I love it. So right now, would you say for anybody who is starting, because you help people scale businesses, but you also, you said earlier, you love to help people start businesses, become an entrepreneur, have that innovation, give back, right? Do more the whole nine. So for people that are looking right now, you, you're seeing a lot of different avenues all the way from in, getting to learning NFTs or digital products or physical products. Where would you say that somebody who's a new entrepreneur that they should be, you know, looking to put their time and energy to be able to create income right now, but also have sustainability over the next 10 to 15 years? Well, look, I think the most important thing is to do something that you're inspired by. Turn your passion into your profession, your vocation into your vacation, uh, because you're going to enjoy the challenges along the way. Like you're not going to get up one day and feel tired and go, I can't, I can't be bothered to dream big and do this podcast today. I've got a, a multimillionaire guest, but now I can't be bothered. I'll cancel it and I'll, I'll put it off because you're inspired because you love to do it. I can see you smiling from ear to ear. So there's loads of business models. Like you said, people can launch their own NFTs. There's the creator economy. There's creator coins. You could be an influencer on social media. You can be a YouTuber. You can be a podcaster. I mean, these are all now modern careers. Used to be doctor, dentist, lawyer, accountant. Now, now, do you know, um, back in the day, lawyer was one of the top jobs that people wanted as a kid. 
yeah. Now, five percent, five percent of kids want to be a lawyer. Thirty percent want to be a YouTuber. So there's all these new modern. You could be, you could run a media agency, you could run a podcast agency, you could run, create a content agency, um, you know, social media agency. I've just given, you know, say, setting up your own e-commerce shop, selling white label products or selling information, courses, masterminds, mentoring. I've just shared 12 different business models there. The key is, what do you love to do? You know, what are you inspired by? Now, 30 years ago, you didn't get to do what you loved. You worked down the factory and you came back and you hoped that you enjoyed yourself evenings and weekends if you weren't too tired. But now you really can turn your passion into your profession. So I've listed a load there. If any of those resonate, go try them. Try them part time. Try them on low risk. Try them while you're living with your parents. Try them while you're still earning an income. But whatever you love to do and you're passionate about. So I'm passionate about entrepreneurship. That's what I'm passionate about. But if I bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. I started again. I'm passionate about vinyl or or hi-fi or you know, watches or cars or, or, or whatever. I'd start an information-based business on there or, a, you know, an online e-commerce business around those things. Because, like, since I started, I have had so many different spin-off companies from my love of business. So I've got a foundation. I've got two podcasts. I've got all my social media channels that I love to do. I spend time talking about it in Clubhouse. I have masterminds, courses, mentoring, you na- write books, you name it. So, you know, find something that you, well, you know what you love to do. You just have to have the courage to go, do you know what? I love it and I'm going to do it for a living. And that courage, because I think what stops a lot of people is one, how do I make it work? Well, right. you, you make it work once you start and you learn as you go. But if you're passionate and inspired by it, you'll figure it out. You'll learn what needs to be done. You'll burn the midnight oil and you'll overcome the challenges. I think another big fear is, why would people listen to me? Well, right. you have hundreds of thousands of listeners. 
So you've got your, you know, you've interviewed Grant Cardone and Jack Canfield and all these big names, but you can listen to them on a hundred podcasts, but every one of your listeners decided to listen to them on your show. I love Alexander McQueen. This is this jacket. Now there are lots of high-end fashion designers, but I like Alexander McQueen for various reasons. So anyone listening, people like you for you. They like your style, your way. And all right, there might not be any new information under the sun, but they like the way you share it. They like your values, your vision, your energy, your enthusiasm, your style, whatever it is that makes you, you. So people will listen to you because they resonate with you. The next thing, and this is the most important thing, is the single most important thing, is the thing that stops nearly everyone. You have to have the courage to be disliked. You have to accept that when you put yourself out there, you're going to have critics, trolls, haters, and punks. You're going to have everyone wanting a piece of you. You're going to have people trying to knock you down, saying that you're full of shit, saying that what you say is wrong, not like your style. They don't like your jacket. They don't like your ginger beard. They don't like your style. They don't like, they don't like your accent. They don't like your face. They don't like your work. And true authenticity, people talk about authenticity, this word. What it means is knowing who you are and showing the world who you are and with no filter, i.e. not over-exaggerating yourself and, and, you know, bullshitting and not minimizing yourself and pretending that you're less than you are, just who you really are. The first question you asked at the start of this podcast, and there'll be a lot of listeners on your show that don't know me because I'm much bigger in the UK and America. I basically said I was the fat kid in school who got bullied, who's still, he's, he's doing all right now, but he still has that need to be liked in him. Now, that's, that, that's risk. That's risk that someone could go, oh, get over it, or just talk about business, or, you know, who fucking cares, or, or whatever else. So um, I think the single biggest blockage to most people's success is they fear ridicule, judgment, they fear making mistakes. They fear what other will pe- people will think about their failure. They fear what other people will say about them. You have to get over that. You have to get over it because it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I love it. So many nuggets there. And just like you, I think that those are the big pillars right there. And just like the last one, that's very important, right? That that people have to be able to walk into whoever their, whatever their purpose is. And that's that's so great, man. Let me ask you this, out of everything of what you've done now, let me ask, what are you most proud of? Because you you said you wrote 18 books, right? You've started a foundation, you have a lot of records. What are you most proud of, of what you've done thus far in life? I think I'm the most proud of um, raising two children who are, you know, they're really good kids, 10 and six. And that's mostly thanks to my wife, but we're a team and I build the empire. And she looks after the empire because this empire needs a lot of looking after. I've got a big house and a lot of expensive stuff here that he's looking after. Um, so I'm probably most proud of the family. I'm really proud of the fact that I managed to get my parents into retirement and just, you know, they don't need money anymore. I'll look after them. I'm, I'm really proud of that. Um, and I'm proud of all the people that I've helped. I get daily messages from people who say they're inspired by me or, you know, that they've, they've turned gone from five to six or six to seven or seven to eight figures, or they just got themselves out of a hole or they, you know, they were struggling in business. And then, you know, I came along and I was a bit shouty at first, but, you know, I really helped them. 
Um, I do calls every Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day and just call people who are struggling and just give them all 15 minutes of my time and talk to them. I don't, that's not on my bio. You won't see that on a CV, but I'm really proud of doing that because not many people do that. Um, and I want to be a good example to my kids around that, about what Christmas is about. It's not just about presents. It's about, you know, helping other people and giving. So they're probably the four things I'm the most proud of, I would say. Love it. Love it. I mean, you know, money's money, isn't it? Right. Money's money, whatever. You know, that's making millions and tens of millions and hundreds of millions is it's not something to be proud of. It's just a it's just the result. It's the outcome of the value you give. Right. No facts. Right. It's it's all about how much you loved on somebody. But at the end of the day, we don't really care about the money. What we care about is what it allows us to do with the money right to create memories with the money so that's what i always say so i'm glad that you shared that about your kids because when people are hearing it that's the quickest way for them to turn off and of course you say yeah but i don't care right because i don't need to be liked by them um at the end of the day i need to walk into who i really am and i need to make sure that i love me first and foremost um so i, I think that there's so much value in that let me ask how much of this for you because you've done a lot yourself but i know that you would probably say a huge credit just like you gave to your wife would be to your team right and for a lot of people when they're first getting started in entrepreneurship they don't have a team would you say that if you're starting out in business right now it's more important to develop the leadership to to have a team or it's just like get the grind get the 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 hustle and and you can worry about building a team later um I think now more than ever, you have the ability to build a team quicker and in a more lean fashion. So back in my day, you'd probably need to get an office. You need to get a bank loan. You'd need to get stock. You hire staff full time. But now there's VAs, there's outsourcers, there's, you know, you can rent coders, you can rent, you know, designers, pay them by the hour or the minute. You can have people managing your social media, people managing your inboxes and, you can get a lot of help virtually online for not much money. You can have remote telesales people on no salary, only commission. So I'd say embrace that as quick as you can, because like, I, I, if you go, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I probably didn't build my team quick enough because I probably valued hard work over smart work. I valued graft over craft. Now, I understand there's, you know, there's a, a lot of the big influences in America that are just talking about the grind. And I think if you're a lazy 22 year old and you're not really doing anything with your life, you know, having a bit of, you know, hardcore get off your ass and do the work, that's good advice. But, you know, if you've got a family and, you know, you're, you're not completely new to business or you've got a bit of experience in a, a career um, and you want to scale quicker, and you don't want to do it at the expense of your health and your family, it doesn't have to be that way. It, it doesn't, you know, because you can hire a VA to manage much of your social media and much of your messages. You can get someone to build your website. You can get someone to populate your social media channels. You can get someone to take a piece of content and repurpose it. You know, we've got this video. We could repurpose this into 20 different forms. It could be TikTok videos, Instagram reels, stories, YouTube shorts, YouTube full, YouTube midi, YouTube mini, LinkedIn, you know, but, but I'm not going to, if I sit there and do all that, that's grinding it out. But someone could do that for $12 an hour and, it, and, and I'm worth a lot more than that and I'm not very good at it. So I would definitely recommend people start outsourcing as quick as they can and get used to outsourcing tasks. Because also the quicker you outsource tasks, it teaches you to manage people.
And it's a good little lesson to learn about managing people by managing a few outsourcers that you're giving a bit of part-time work and they're not doing it on time and the quality's not very good because that's normal at first. And then you hire a couple of lemons and then you've got to find better people and then you get better at recruiting and then you get better at sensing people and then you get better at inspiring people. Then you know about timelines and deadlines and you give them deadlines. You know about quality control and onboarding and management and continual development and, you know, their own professional development and all sorts of stuff that's all part of having a company. So you might as well learn it on the cheap now. But I think a lot of people wear like a badge of honor. I'm a hustler, you know, 24 seven, 365. I got the t-shirt mother, you know, like, and, and they wear it. Like it's something to be proud of. No, I can fall into that trap as quick as anyone. My default is to just graft because that's how my dad was. That's how my dad raised me. And that's how many entrepreneurs are. But if a dog digs a hole, you know, dogs, they dig head down, ass up, dig, dig, dig. But if they're digging in the wrong direction, digging harder in the wrong direction, stupid. Working harder at the wrong thing is stupid. Right. So Brian Tracy taught me one minute planning saves five minutes doing. Hmm. I love it. Right. Spend, what is that saying? I think it's like, you know, if I had uh, 24 hours to cut down a tree, I would spend uh, 23 hours sharpening my axe. Right. Yeah. Which is the same thing. Right. You plan it. And I, I love that, man. So hopefully somebody hears that. That's a nugget right there in itself. It's, it's really cool to be on here with you, knowing that, you know, you're somebody just like me in terms of how you've built relationships to, you know, interview billionaires and obviously know what you don't know or figure out what you don't know. And so you're ex accessing other people. So my question to you is what keys or tips have you learned on building relationships that have allowed you to get into rooms that maybe you felt like you shouldn't be in, but you wanted to be recognized? I think um, honoring your own talents and strengths and greatness and being yourself. I think finding a way to get noticed and, and be memorable. That could what's be your one own way that you've done that. What's, what's one of the coolest ways that you look back and you're like, that was real cool. Like I, I did that. Well, I mean, look, I dress a very different way. I um, I'm very in your face with my content. I'm prepared to make a big claim and, and back myself up. I've made quite grand gestures of buying people nice things, you, you know, as gifts. So there's four ways that that you could do that. Um, I think, you know, doing things for people first. People are often trying to get first, but doing things for people. So you could reshare some some of their content on your social media. Um, you could comment on a lot of their posts. Um, you could, if they've written a book, you could do a little review on a live and, you know, really comment well on their book. There's, all, there's always a way that you can find to do something nice for someone that's a, a bit further ahead of you to, to get noticed. Um, you could go on all their courses or some of their courses. So I got noticed by a lot of the, the big players by going on their courses and becoming their best student. And then I ended up being their case study. And then they used to sort of parade me around as their case study. So yeah, lots of different ways. But, um, you know, you, you probably want to be persistent without being annoying. You want to find a way to get your your messages read and you want to do things for them first before you ask for anything. I love it. That was a three definitely nuggets right there. Based off of everything that you know now, if you and I always like to ask this question because uh, a lot of people, they would say they wouldn't change anything right in life. Uh, but I always call BS on that. Right. Because we all there's some things that we would change. But I, I now have learned to ask this in a different way. And knowing what you know now and how much wiser that you are, if there was one thing 
that you wish that you would have implemented sooner to accelerate your path on your journey and your dream to where you are today, what would that one thing be? This one's really easy. It's two things. And I did it, but I did it too slow. Or I didn't focus on it enough. One is partnerships and collaborations. And two is hiring people. So we already covered, you know, that it's much easier than ever to hire now. I grafted doing a lot of different tasks because I thought that's what an entrepreneur does to stay lean and get ahead. And so I should have definitely staffed up or outsourced much quicker, number one. And I should have embraced partnerships and collaborations much quicker. I did them, but probably didn't focus on them enough. Got it. Got it. Has there has there been one partnership that besides those 990 properties, has there been one partnership that you look at that has really made an impact on your life? I mean, there's been a lot. I've got a lot of seven figure partnerships. So my good friend, Paul O'Mahani, my good friend, Jonathan Jay, my good friend, Kevin McDonald. I've had partnerships with these guys for years and years. Um, I could n- name another 10 people like that who I've, I'm in partnership with. Um, you know, whether they're speakers or trainers for our company or we do uh, collaborations together. So, yeah, I've got multiple seven figure partners. And so does that look like for somebody that says, well, what do these partnerships look like? Since you said that, you know, early on, you've understood sales, marketing and personal development. Does that look like you're kind of more of the behind the scenes guy and you you allow them to specialize in whatever they do? And you kind of always handle that sales and marketing and, and the personal development of getting people to uh, the platform? It depends. They're all different. Some of them um, are speakers for us. And so they um, would run their own specialist vertical, social media, public speaking, business and branding, various different elements of real estate. That, that, would, that would be one way. It could be that we promote each other and speak at each other's events because I do public speaking as well. I get paid to speak. So I might speak at their event. They might hire me as a speaker. I might hire them as a speaker. It could be um, collaborations on podcasts and doing interviews or discussions together. You know, if, if um, I put an episode on your show and you put an episode on my show, that would be a, a collaboration. You know, there's obviously the influence of collaborations that you can do. It could even just be an interview. I interviewed Jordan Peterson. That's had more than 5 million views on YouTube. We're uh, probably 7 million views all in now, 7 million views and listens. You could call that a partnership, a collaboration, because obviously he's got great reach. So many different ways to do them. But most areas of business, there is a partnership or a collaboration opportunity. Love it. Love it. Well, my man, this has been a phenomenal episode. Uh, I'm so glad that you came on and I want to be the first one if no one else has told you today to say thank you. And I appreciate you. The last question I want to ask is there's somebody out there that's inspired by your journey. They love everything that you stand for and they're excited to watch you keep growing and they want to have a similar path to what you're currently doing. But they have that little voice in their head and we've all had it. And that little voice says that they're not smart enough. They're not strong enough or maybe they just don't have enough resources. What's the one thing that you would leave that person with to get them to just take action? So at the end of every one of my podcasts, every one of my live videos, every one of my speeches, thousands of times I have said the same thing at the end of every episode. And I'll say it now. If you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Mm. Mm, That's the first time we've ever heard that. So that's a good one. We get a unique perspective and I love it. Absolutely. 
Oh, man, this has, again, been a phenomenal episode. We will make sure that we put all of the links in the show notes. But for anyone who wants to stay connected with you, where can they find you at? So my username is either at Rob Moore or at Rob Moore Progressive. And you can find me doing Facebook Lives. You can hear my podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. You can see me on Clubhouse or any of the social channels. So at Rob Moore or at Rob Moore Progressive. I've got all my books up on Amazon. You can find me on any channel you like. But maybe as we're all podcast listeners here, maybe the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast is the, the first place to go. Cool. Well, yeah, we'll definitely put those links in there. Again, Dream Nation, just as he said, you got to take action. If you risk nothing, you risk everything. And we all have a dream. And if you don't take action on that dream, we all know it will only merely be a fantasy. That's all for this one. We'll catch you on the next one. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.